0: 30 this week we are uh excited to bring on mid pro academy program director gavin sullivan gavin has been around the block a little bit he's not that old he's been doing this since he since he got done playing i think so uh he's been with the illinois irish of course before this um he's been had a lot of division one players had a couple guys you know i had a guy go to illinois he said guy guys playing professionally um, so he's had, been, been in the game, had a lot of guys, so um, knows the game well and uh, I've always had a lot of respect for him as a AAU coach. So Gavin, how's it going? Um, how are you getting geared up for the season? Uh, getting rolling next weekend?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, now that we actually uh, have a season, you know, this time of year, um, it, it seems like uh, life has been good at practices. Uh, the kids are, are ready for it, um, especially the ones that, that missed out on, on some of it last year. It seems like it, it, the guys are finally starting to get back into the, the normal, normal trend of this year. And, um, you know, it should be a, an exciting season for everybody in, in that sense.
0: Yeah, you know, it's weird, you, of course, missing last year, how how tough was that, just not getting to see your guys and those, how tough has it been for these kids that, you know, trying to get exposure in like this 2021 and 2022 class?
1: Yeah, you know, luckily, I mean, for for most of the, the teams in Illinois, at least, I, I think everybody, for the most part, played a couple tournaments three four you know some people might have played a little bit more than that we played just in the month of august uh last year we played four tournaments so our guys got a little bit of run we only had one practice and that's not like us um yeah. so it's kind of more learning on the fly um and, and as each tournament we got a little bit better along with everybody um but the joy that it brings the kids you know um that, that was the, the most intriguing part. Uh, we laugh about it as coaches because last summer, I not, I not one game, not one game in four tournaments did I see a kid complain about getting fouled. You know, like <laughs> it, it was it was just, it, it was super funny to see them just enjoying being out there and not worried about, hey, if, if I made, if I got fouled and I missed or anything, they were just happy to be back out there. It's translated, recruiting's been tough. You know, there, there's no doubt about that. Some of the guys that I think normally would have got scouted or recruited harder during their high school season because they have a little bit bigger role uh, definitely um, are, are taking a hit there because, you know, you can only see so much on film um you know hey everybody thinks film is this great thing and it it helps but it's not like seeing it live and and it's put those guys behind the eight ball a little bit if they're really six seven versus six five if how high are they jumping who are they playing against you know um so it's been tough but you know for the most part when when those guys are on the court they actually do have you know that that same joy and and purpose that they had before that's that's the best thing for these guys
0: you you can only get so much off of baller tv or highlight reels right i mean there's only so much you can garner from that. (laughs) so you know obviously you're an illinois guy i mean you've lived in illinois and you you watched the season this year and you know we we talked a few times during the season but what were your thoughts on illinois season obviously didn't end the way they wanted but what were your thoughts on their season this year
1: you know, I think I think Illinois had a great year, you know, um, just like everybody's talked about this year's been tough on everybody when you're in a bubble and you can't go out and see friends or, you know, you, you try to just stay within that team that that's great and all, but you get sick of those guys, too. You, you need a break from from those guys. And I, I think Underwood and the staff and the team in general did an unbelievable job of keeping those guys together all year long. Um, super fun to have it. Back at that level, you know, I, I remember being in college when, you know, 2005 team was was rolling at its its finest and understand what the arena was like there. And I think the arena would have been darn close to that this year if there was fans there. I mean, that's how, how much excitement, you know, being at friends' houses during games and, and watching it with other people they had that same vibe and it's too bad, but it's also great to see Illinois at that level again.
0: So is your, is your NCAA tournament bracket totally busted right now?
1: Uh, it's not totally busted. I still got some Illinois hurt me a little bit, but, uh, as much as, as much as I wanted to take them uh, to win it all, I took Gonzaga. So that's, that's saving me some. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been watching any of the games today. Um, I saw Gonzaga won. But, uh, you know, I, I need uh, Alabama and Arkansas to keep doing, doing some things. So I, I hope, they're, I hope they, they keep rolling a little bit. It might, it might win me some money in, in my grouping of, of guys. But it, it, it was tough to see Illinois go out, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I I don't think a lot of people had, you know, Oral Roberts getting the Sweet 16 or Oregon State getting (laughs) the Elite Eight. They're just – and, you know, every year there's going to be those things. I think this year they had the most double-digit seeds advanced. And, you know, UCLA is right now giving – while we're while we're doing this UCLA is giving Alabama all they want right now so uh it's a pretty pretty fun game so it's been a fun tournament you know and we just finished up our high school season here in Illinois which was abbreviated it was short and uh did you get out to get out and watch these kids I mean it was kind of weird you, very few fans in the stands I, I spent you know I got to coach a little bit but then I spent time on NFHS watching games and on, you know, all these YouTube streams and Facebook lives and all these different, um, you know, places where you can watch these games. And it was weird, you know, seeing kids in masks running up and down the floor, but, but I mean, I think the kids were just happy to get out there and and just play a little bit.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I I watched a lot of them online, just like, just like you did. Um, You know, that was kind of, our way to recruit our way to find guys that we didn't know about, you know, obviously we had to call coaches and ask for rosters and who, who are the young guys. We know pretty much who the, the juniors and seniors are. It's finding those sophomores and freshmen that nobody has seen yet, especially in our area of who's who. Um, But, you know, all of our guys that when we've talked to them during the year, they were, they were just so happy to be able to do something, you know, and I, I feel bad for, the juniors that, you know, lost the, the state tournament last year and then turned around and didn't know if they were even going to have a season as a senior. And so just for them to have something, whether I know teams that only played eight games, I know teams that played almost 20, you know, 18, 18 19 games uh, during the year. Um, but it, it, like you were talking about, it, it's just so, so good for them mentally to play, whether they were great games or sloppy games just for for their happiness and and pure joy you know it it was good for them
0: yeah no doubt I you know we we got 15 in I think with our high school with my daughter's high school girls team and it was fun to you know just to get out there I know they were when they were done they were done though I mean 15 games we had four games in a row four nights in a row the last week (laughs) two of them were on our bus rides it was like they were like Woo, we're, we're ready for a break, you know, it's like take a weekend off and then go play again. So, you know, it's crazy. You've got, now you've got a, your AAU, you guys kick off your season next weekend up at the uh, Swish and Dish um, up in uh, NY2 LA. Uh, great, great little kickoff tourney. I mean, every year it's fantastic. You know, it's, uh, you have some great teams in there from all different, what I like about this tournament too, is you get teams from your you know, your travel thing, the NY2LA thing and all that stuff. You've got teams from the EYBL. You've got teams from Under Armour, Adidas, whatever. All these different teams kind of come in here. It, it's a lot of fun to see these kind of cross-program uh, um, games. And so it makes it really exciting. It, you've got a great group, uh, especially your 16U group, who already have some guys with uh, Illinois offers. Talk a little about your 16U team. Uh, looking forward to their opener this weekend.
1: Yeah, our 16u group is uh, is a unique group in the sense of as 15s they were just grown men already. They were they are huge, they're athletic. Um, you know, usually our guys are the late bloomers um, that that pop off last second. Uh, Michael Finkies of the world that he was always talented. It was just when is his body going to catch up? You know, to become that grown man uh, the guys in the 23 class, and it's not just our, our team, the whole state is really, really good at the 23s. Um, there's just a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism and size. Um, but with our guys, um, you know, we, we kind of got pieces everywhere and and that's the unique thing is it's not just the guards. It's not just the bigs, every, every piece on our 16 is kind of complemented each other, Um, Brock Harding that's over um, at Moline as a six foot point guard. Um, He does some things that remind me of Andre Cabello. I know we talked about that a little bit. He he just plays with a different pace and feel than a lot of kids his age. And he sees things that people don't see um, and he makes a lot, everybody around him better. It's just easier for those guys. And then on top of it, he scores pretty, pretty well himself. Um, Ty Pence is somebody close to Champagne, being from St. Joe's Ogden six, um, six combo guard um, kind of grew up with the ball in his hands in junior high. So he was very comfortable um, playing the point or off the ball. Um, he's a kid that last year, he's always had talent. We, we kind of talked with him about dominating in the sense of when he goes to the rim, Hey, you're, you're going to put people in the rim. You know, and just try to get him out of being young into that varsity role against bigger, batter dudes. And he's done <laughs> this year. It's it's definitely clicked in with him. Um, I I think he's he, he's high major kid. Um, I, I think Brock is trending high major, um, but he'll he'll be the he'll be mid major at at worst. Um, Ethan Kaiser just picked up an offer from Bradley. He's from Metamora, 6'6", high-flying wing that can really shoot the three. Um, we've had Ethan since he was in fifth grade. Um, and every year from, I would say, about seventh grade till now, he has developed one, one aspect of his game. He's always been a bigger guy, and he's transitioning down positions from like a center, you know, now he's, a, he's down to the three um two years ago when he's eighth grade is kind of the first time he got pushed out to the wing and he could run and jump but he didn't handle it great at that point he shot it it was very hit or miss you know very flat um last year as a freshman he he worked tremendously hard on improving his three-point shot and now he's a he's a sniper um from from outside um with crazy bounce uh, I mean he won this the Chris Paul camp uh CPR he came in second actually uh at the Chris Paul camp uh dunk contest with all the best kids in the country um jumping over somebody that was six seven you know in eighth grade you know so I mean there, there's different things and then Owen Freeman um is he, he's special um six nine um, can handle the ball a little bit for a big, uh, is, is getting more and more comfortable shooting the three um, and he, he's got some grown man in his legs now. Last year he, he could dunk and he was just bigger than everybody this year. Um, pe- people better not let him gather the ball because he's going to try to put a lot of people in the rim. Um, but He's another kid. Fam- great family. Uh, mom is an assistant coach at Olivet Nazarene on the women's side. Um, and so he lives in the gym with his, his dad or his mom always working on something. So his, his skill set just, just keeps improving and improving as we go. And then the sleeper of, of the, the big five, I would say at that age group right now is, uh, Danny Stevens is like a six, seven. Um, I would say he's a wing forward. We play him at the four, but our fours and threes are pretty much the same thing. Um, he's from a small school, Southeastern, which is a little bit outside Quincy. Um, I think there's like 150 kids in his high school. Um, but he's had a really good year. Uh, big, strong body, uh, can play inside and out, uh, tough defender and rebounder. So like I said, each piece is kind of uniquely different than the other one of those five. And they're all getting recruited at, at some Division One level right now. Um, with all of them, I think are still trending up. Nobody is peaked and kind of staying, yet it's still moving forward, which is a, a good thing for them.
0: Yeah, so a couple of those guys, I know Owen Freeman already has an Illinois offer. Um, the Illini have been in on him. Um, what what are what schools have kind of been on Freeman early on in this process?
1: Yeah, we I've talked to a lot of schools on him. Um, a lot of the Big Ten, um, Purdue, Wisconsin, Iowa, um, Illinois, Indiana, um, that, those are, I would say, probably contact me the most on him, checking in, see what he's doing, how you know what's going on with it. Um, it uh, ben Johnson, who just got the Minnesota job was at Xavier. They were checking on him. so I'm assuming Ben, <laughs> ben has him on his board somewhere up there um, as well too. Um, I've heard from Cal. I've heard from uh, I've talked to people at Virginia Tech, you know, so kind of all, all over the place um, with schools but nobody's seen them live, you know? So it's, it's the film that we send them. It's things online that they can see, um, which has helped. Um, But again, I I think once these, these schools get live eyes on them, it's, it's going to get crazy pretty fast for, for the big fella.
0: No question. No question. And, you know, Pence is another kid, you know, we talked and you, you, you you said, told me earlier, you know, you think he's a high major kid uh, plays the, Probably the knock on him is going to be that, you know, the small school thing, right? You know, playing, you know, 2A and things like that. But so I think this is really an important spring for him uh, as he goes into this playing against this high level competition. What are what are what schools have kind of been on on Pence so far?
1: So so Pence got an offer from Western Illinois um, in the fall. Um, and we've talked to a lot of the Valley about them. Um, a couple of the OVC schools and summits have been on them. Um, Purdue has been really good on, on these guys. Um, Illinois, I've talked with, with coach Coleman a few times about them. Um, Wisconsin knows about them. Um, I mean, you know, Owen's a little bit farther along in the process of, of guys like totally, totally evaluating him or trying to at least. Um, Ty is intriguing guys with the film, um, but like you said, I think they all know the level of competition that he plays is a little bit different than what Bradley, where, where Owen's at playing a 3A, 4A schedule mostly um, with some of the bigger schools. So Ty, Ty will just have to show that he can do the same thing against bigger, batter dudes, which I saw it all summer long last year, and I, I don't think he'll have a, a problem with doing that at all
0: yeah that's it that's exciting and of course the guy who probably I know we've had we've had articles on this kid um the last uh last week uh Brock Harding Harding is a, a kid and you know when you compare as an Illinois guy you know an Illinois guy here you're you're talking when you start throwing out the name Andre Carbello, you know that's pretty exciting because Carbello is is a special guy with his vision and things like that and You know, you know, you sent me the. Actually, we had the video. I put it on my Twitter feed of Curbelo and him both making the the behind-the-back passes and the, you know, the dump downs, things like that. It's kind of, kind of, it was kind of, you know, eerie, you know, to see those the way that they kind of you know have that feel. So, Harding is, uh, you know, expand on his game a little bit. I mean, where's he at? His numbers from high school are fantastic, scoring. You know, I mean, so you know, you you know, he can score. He's only six foot. I guess the knock on him maybe he's only six foot tall but he's got an Illinois connection right. too, which is interesting because his brother plays baseball at Illinois, right? So mm-hmm. talk a little about Harding and where, where he's at in, in his game.
1: Yeah, he, he's a special kid, man. Um, cerebrally, he he plays the game mentally better than maybe any kid at, at this age that's ever come through a program. He, he sees the game. He knows how to keep people – you know, the help side defenders, he knows how to look over there just to keep him honest, knowing that he's going to get a wide open layup. Um, He knows how to drive at somebody to get something else open for somebody else. Um, So cerebrally, very much like Cribello does. Hey, I know if I get this guy leaning this way, I can throw this pass here. You know, um, the pace of play that he plays with, stop and start um, is very good. It's not one speed all the time. He doesn't rely on, you get No crazy athleticism just to get by people. Um, But I I think, you know, as smooth as he is scoring, he doesn't take a lot of shots to get a lot of points. He's very efficient. But his passing is what separates him from most. And I think every guy on our team and in our program would say the same thing, is that when, when they're on the floor with him, whether it be in practice or, you know, in games, he makes their job easier. And and I think that goes a long way with teams. You know, it it seems like, hey, if you got that guy that just makes everybody's job easier, it's it's crazy how dynamic some of these teams are. And and I think that's what separates Brock is, you know, he just understands how to do that for everybody else. And so people are going to knock his size. People are going to knock, you know, oh, is he quick enough? Is he athletic enough? You know, I, I tell guys all the time, how many how many dunks do point guards really get? I know Cribello got some, you know, and, and I was hyped for him because I was a point guard. So I, <laughs> I get it. I never got a dunk. But, um, you know, but like for, for that, it's more about, hey, how can you control a team and, and how do you change the game? Obviously, everybody talked about it on Twitter when Cribello, hey, he's a little out of control, but you saw the spark that it gave the team all the time when he was on the floor, good and bad. And I think Brock Harding is very similar to that. Um, he's not as sporadic as, as Curbelo is. Um, I think he stays in his box a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, that, that same type of explosion happens when he's on the floor of, hey, man, things just click, click differently when he's there.
0: Yeah, it's a, you know, you always want those point guards that make the other guys better. And you know that's uh, I always said like if I were a seven foot tall guy like Kofi Coburn and I'm not, but you know uh, although you know I could maybe catch him and wait someday if I keep working at it you know uh, <laughs> but but eat, eat cheeseburger, eat more cheeseburgers, maybe I can gain on him. but but if I want to if I want to play with a guy, I want to play with Corbello or a guy like that because he's just gonna give me the ball. I mean, of course, I always got to be aware it because he might hit me in the face too but I gotta be, gotta be be ready for it, but man, I'm going to get some easy shots and some dunks and I'm going to look really good on film when I get those. So love those point guards and make everybody else better. As you go, um, as you go into the AAU season, so we got to go back. So AAU history, you know, a little history lesson AAU. So you and I actually, it was a, gosh, it's been a long time since we first met. I think we met and we were at, we were sitting in an embassy su- suites eating breakfast in the uh, first time I met you, I think it was up in uh, Deerfield eating breakfast. Yep. And, and, we, yep. we, and we, 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 we start connecting and things and you're like, Hey, you know, and we start connecting. So it's been a, you know, it's been a long journey here. Give me some great AAU memories. You've got, you know, watching guys, you know, blow up or maybe yeah, just exciting fair. events. So I, I go back to, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start with mine. I'll tell you my, my, my one of my favorite besides there's always the cool things like, you know, when Myers Leonard throws down a dunk and in the, in like a big game with all these coaches, he looks at me and says, that was for you, Brad Sturdy. And I'm like, Myers, pay attention to the game, dude, get back on defense, you know, but he's just having fun, you know, (laughs) just, you know, those things. But I remember Fred Van Vliet, as a point guard, just dominating against the Mac Urban fire one game. I'll never yeah. forget that game. And then we end up with a brawl and then it ended up like a fight and there are people on the stands coming on the floor. It's crazy up in Merrillville. So those are the great AAU memories I have got it. You've got to have some great ones. Give me some stuff.
1: here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one that will always stick out with me is uh, we were at um, the King James shootout or whatever it's called uh, out over in Ohio. And we had an eighth grade group there. And we just got done playing. And the next game was OJ Mayo, um, Bill Walker. Uh, I'm trying to, Alex Tyus was on that team. And they were playing the Wolves. DeAndre McCamey, or not DeAndre, Dimitri McKamey. Um, And then they had Evan Turner was on the team. So tons of Carlton Faye, tons of talent. And uh, so... They, each team's trained some buckets early in the half, and the Wolves started to stall a little bit because um, O.J. Mayo's team was kind of sitting in the zone. So, you know, they, they wanted to pull him out of the zone, and Evan Turner is holding the ball at half court, telling O.J. Mayo how bad his trends are with like his socks and stuff like this, just in, fr- in front of everybody, it's completely silent. And I mean, our guys were just like standing up cla- you know, eighth graders hearing this, you know, that know it's Illinois versus everybody else. I-, I will never forget that moment. I was like, this is the most AAU thing I think I will ever see is that they're in a stall and one guy is holding the ball, you know, calling out every, every flaw to this guy's, you know, dress, <laughs> dress code right now or whatever. Uh, but it, it was an, it was an incredible game. It was an incredible game. Um, that, that will, that one will always stick out. And then speaking of Fred Van Fleet uh, in um I watched his, Rockford team. I, I forget what primetime, I think they were. Yeah, I think that was called. it. Yeah, primetime. Yeah. And, and they absolutely drilled Indiana Elite in a championship game over there. Indiana Elite was loaded. I have no idea who they were, but seven footers here and there, six nines here and there, just tons of talent. And I don't think Fred's team had a guy over six five. And Fred Van Fleet, I knew right then he, he was another special dude, a Crabello you know, type dude, I think, you know, going along those lines, a Brock Harding, a dude that just knew how to make guys better and win games. And, and Fred has done nothing but do that everywhere he's been all the way up to the NBA. So yeah, those are definitely two times, two things that have, have always stood out with me that I, I don't think I'll ever, ever not have in my mind of, of moments of AAU that you just kind of sit back and wow you for one reason or, or the other. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You see some, you know, and you know, it's like, we always have the guys who cover it. We go to these events. We oftentimes will have an AAU bingo, you know, when, when we hear, you know, somebody's three, we get a three second call, we get, you know, you know, an over the back yell from the crowd, you know, it, you know, and we got, or we got the guy over here yelling, do him, do him. You know, there's all these fun things we get to see in the, you know, we, if we had a bingo card, it would be a ton of fun, you know? So, um, no no question but as you kind of AAU is something that not everybody gets to experience like not everybody gets to see the AAU side of things and they just think it's like this glorified you know run up and down nobody plays any defense and you know the one thing I've said is there is a difference in the sense that you 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 don't get as much scouting because you don't have like a day between games I mean it's like you play at nine o'clock and then you might play at two o'clock so you've got to like you got to go I and mean, you don't, you don't have time. You go eat, you hydrate and you get ready for the next game. So you don't really have the same scouting, but it, it's a, it's such a high level of basketball from a talent and athleticism standpoint that it's really kind of a, a neat thing that a lot of people don't get to see and they don't maybe appreciate. I, I in my opinion, what are your yeah, thoughts? I, I
1: totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think it's, it's very similar to to what you said. Like, um, there's a lot of levels of AAU, just like there's a lot of levels of basketball, you know, in high school, college, where, wherever you want to say. Um, if you've been to the EYBL, if you've been to the shoe company stuff, if you've been to NY to LA and some of these other, you know, bigger bigger event settings, you see talent everywhere. It's all kids that can play. Um, and so it, when, when people make the comparison, high school, to AAU, you know, I, I get it. I think they both serve a purpose. I think I think they both do an incredible job. I would never want to see high school basketball disappear for AAU, you know. Um, but you get to see kids in two totally different settings. I've said this for a while and I don't know how many people agree with me, but high school basketball and college basketball translate somewhat in the sense of how the game is played. You get to scout, you get to you get to manage the game a little bit more on, on preparation and things like that. The NBA and AAU are played very similarly. There's a lot of spacing. There's not as much help side because you don't have those same, you know, five practices a week. Um, it's a lot of who's tougher, who's grimier, who's grittier. And you got big, bad athletes everywhere on the floor. Um, I'm not saying it's Or anything but like just the style of play is very i think is is more similar to that um you know and then there's programs that that try to change it you know that play a little bit more team oriented versus just up and down or or more spacing you know hey everybody's got their own their own system but i think you know i i thoroughly think that people people that have an opinion about aau you need to go to one of these high level ones first and then come come say what the flaws are or what your real reasons for not liking it are, because uh, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it, it definitely, it, it makes, makes kids better. There's no doubt.
0: Well, I, you know, I'm a big, whether it's, whether it's AAU basketball or travel softball, all these things, you know, I, am involved in a lot of this stuff as you, as you know. And so I've been involved, whether it's through my daughters playing travel and things. So I'm a big I'm a big proponent of playing. I was actually talking to a coach and I won't, I won't name him here because I don't want to name drop, but he, he mentioned that what high school coach, he said, the one, the biggest concern he has about the AAU circuit is that he feels like you play, like there's less emphasis on maybe winning every single like game or possession than there is in high school. Because, you know, it's like a, you know, AAU coaches don't tend to get fired if they lose, you know, I guess maybe that's it. And, 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 and the kids like, you, you know, you, you lose, you go, you still got a two o'clock game scheduled. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't lose the mm-hmm. conference because you lose the game. So that was his only concern. He said, I think the athletes are fantastic. I think it's great for kids to get that experience, but I hope that they don't, I, I don't want to desensitize them to, you know, like to winning and losing because, and that was his concern. It's like all showcase kind of stuff. What, what would you say to that? And I, lo- I want to hear your response because I had a response and it was, I was kind of like, it was something I hadn't heard before and it was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've heard similar things, not a, not a worded quite like that, but um, I think I think there's some of that. And I think the shoe circuits or the circuits in general, the ones that have a platform of saying, hey, this is your schedule. Wins and losses do matter. It's how you're seated. Hey, you get to go to the Peach Jam, you know, yeah. or you get to make yeah. the Under Armour finals. If you have a certain record, hey, it, it matters. Um, but the showcasing, that's part of it. Hey, man, anybody that knocks showcasing kids, hey, Ty Pence, there isn't going to be 40 coaches in one night in St. Joseph Ogden. They're, you know it's just, it's just not how it's going to happen. You know, Hey, there's going to be college coaches that come through, but usually it's going to be one or two at a time, you know, where we play in front of, you know, in live events, we, I know years that we've had not D one guys on the team, not one and we've had 60 division one coaches sitting in our game, you know, and, and, you know, some of these bigger programs have way more than that, you know? And so the exposure and the showcasing that's part of it. That's part of it. Um, and, and I think they kind of go hand in hand, you know, I, I think when you, we play to win, we always want our guys to win. We tried to win, you know, we go out there with the purpose, but our biggest goal is to try to get them to the highest level that they want to achieve, you know, so that showcasing, Hey, they could go 50 and zero. That doesn't get them a scholarship, you know, like, It's their performance that, that really gets it. So it's a gift and a curse or, you know, whatever, whatever one, I think, I think you can do both, you know, and that's, that's the one thing that I've told people that brought up similar things is like, Hey, whether you think it's show, you know, showcasing or whatever you want to call it, you, you try to teach both and you try to give both in the end. Um, so that the kids learn how to win and what it takes and also, get to achieve something that, you know, free school, you know, that's yep. that's kind of why exactly. everybody does it: get better and try to get school paid for.
0: No question. I, I think that's so important. It's so important for these kids to have this opportunity to get this stuff. And that's why this past year has been so tough for these guys. Um, the inability to be seen um, by those college coaches. So I would say the one thing, my response was very similar in the sense, I think that's why they've gotten away from on the AAU circuit, from the all-star game settings they used to have. Like you know, we'd play a top 100 camp, and then we'd have like these games that didn't matter, and then we'd pick an all-star team and we'd play. And and, and I, though I hated, I, I will tell you this: that is one ba- set of basketball games that I didn't love watching. You know, the the old days when you'd have these guys, you put them on a team for right. they play eight guys. These ten guys are on this team, and these ten guys are on this team, and then we're gonna go play. And yeah, it was great athletes, but it was just you know some bad basketball. You you go to the like I like you mentioned you go to the Peach Jam you see some good stuff I mean yeah I mean it's it's this high level athletes that are playing to win because you know winning the Peach Jam is a big deal winning the NY uh, to LA is a big deal um, it, you know those are these are things that you're striving for as you go through it so as you kind of look at your your season i'll give you give me a give me a shout out here to some of your guys some of the guys that help you out you know on your with your mid pro academy and you know some of the other maybe some other guys you got some older 17 use or 15 use guys you want to shout out to um you know that have a lot of potential
1: yeah you know uh we got a we got a i got a great staff um lucky to have them um you know from from logan win who who used to uh, direct Quad City Elite, who we merged with to make Mid Pro Academy. He's been awesome from Toby Whiteman, who's been a longtime high school coach, Sean Taylor. Um, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame, IBCA Hall of Fame yet, but he will be, um, to, to Mike Reynolds, to, um, you know, God, I could go on and on. I, I think we got like five or six college, you know, D3 Juco college coaches, um, that, that make my job so much easier um, knowing that they they've already seen things like that. Um, To guys like Brock street matter um, down into our, our younger class, Ryan McElmory, Jared Dame, Justin Dame. I mean, the list could go on and on. Um, uh, And like I said, those guys don't get enough credit for, for what they do. Um, You know, as far as, as players um, you know, we got players at all levels. I think we got a, 130 boys. I think we got, let's see, I think we got eight, eight high school teams this year. Um, and, and I, you know, we, I could list a bunch, some of the seventeens that I think will will pop off, uh, this year. Um, I think Trey red from normal community, um, is a D two, maybe a low D one, uh, type guy. Um, unbelievable athleticism. Uh, he's, 5'11 and I, I bet you he's 40 40 plus inch vert with ease, one foot or or two foot. He's just kind of a freak that way. Um Rob Polium, I, I believe is related to Chase on Randall, cousin or or something down the line. Um he's he's over at Moline, uh 6'2 Uber explosive guard. He'll be a scholarship level kid, D two, D1. Um Omarion, uh Anderson and Eliza Reese are both over at Rock Island. I think they'll be, you know, that D2, low D1 guy. Colin Schuler's one that's trending upwards um, from over here at Notre Dame, kind of a late bloomer, um, starting to understand his body and his position now, getting a lot more confident. And I like that about him. Um, and then, you know, we got Nate Henry, 6'5 shooter from Rockford, another small school kid that's got to prove it at a high level, but I think he – he will. Um, his body looks great. Quarantine's done him well, um, yeah. you know, in in the sense that he spent a lot of time in the weight room and, and, and changed his body. But, you know, those are those are 17s that, you know, and we, and we got a second 17 team too. But like, those are the guys that we're really focused on right now is, hey man, like this is your year. 17 is the last last hurrah. Um, let's make sure we're ready and, and you, you do what you're supposed to do to to have these college coaches make a decision, you know, type thing. So blessed to have the the kids that trust us, the families that trust us. And then, like I said, I can't, I can't give enough credit to the other staff members, all the coaches that help us out. Um, it, it's been crazy to see it over the years of how, how many people, um, do this out of, out of goodwill or just wanting to give back or help out, um, it it's been amazing. And I, I hope it continues, man. The the kids in central Illinois are definitely lucky that these guys are, are, are willing to do this stuff for sure.
0: And, and you, so it all gets started this weekend at the NY2 LA Swish and Dish. I will be there covering the event. So I gotta, gotta watch. I will critique your coaching. Um, If you, if you make sure you're doing a good job, you know, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be, you know, you should have gone zone. You should have done this. You should have done that. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be all over you. So that will be my job. Right. So somebody has got to do that. I just want you to feel like yeah, a got... college coach. Right. I mean, so.
1: Right. Right. You know, I, I, I see these guys getting hammered, you know, on, on social media. I can't wait to see the sturdy text and like, Hey, you should have been doing this. You should have been doing that. I'll shoot you... why, hey. why did you make that sub? Yeah.
0: If you'd like me to, I can send you it at halftime. That way you can have it right there. Yeah. You yeah,
1: it for the guys. Yeah.
0: Hey, this yeah. is what he sturdy says we should do. So, no, it, be a good entertainment but yeah, and of course you get rolling man you you don't stop i think you guys go until you know you have obviously a break for high school season there in june they do with their high schools a lot but you go until the end of july right that last weekend in july is the right. last event you've had so it's going to be uh once you once you start you, you don't stop right it's going to be a busy busy time for, no, you for sure
1: yeah it's 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 definitely fast and it's definitely furious um You know, that that month off in June for high school is always needed. Um, You know, you go April, May as hard as you can. And and I feel bad for the kids because they go right back into even crazier scheduling for (laughs) high school stuff. But a little break um, in, in there and then revamp for July. And, you know, hopefully this this July is, you know, I hope the NCAA gives us a little bit more than just one live event you know during that time i hope they open it up to to let these coaches at the college level see them a little bit more and for the kids i don't know how it hurts anything on either side if they if they open it up so that's what we're hoping for but you know hey we're we're gonna we're just glad to be back playing that's for sure
0: yeah no question i mean i'm excited to just that's one of the reasons why I'm making sure I'm going to be at the uh, switch and Distance this weekend. I'm just so excited to see this because, you know, last year they didn't, they definitely didn't want media at a lot of these events. So mm-hmm. I, I became a, I was baller TV special. So um, it was, uh, <laughs> I guess it was cheaper. It was 999 a month, but I don't didn't get quite the same feel at these, at these games that I was getting before. So, but anyway, so it'd be fun. All right. Gavin Sullivan, mid pro Academy um thanks for coming on sturdy for 30 really enjoy it and i will uh, i'll see you this weekend and uh, look forward to watching your guys
1: all right my man appreciate it man.